has been doing with us. Today, we are now going to the main theme of the conference, which is woman. Let's call it together. Woman, lay up your treasure in heaven. Amen. We must begin to lay our treasures in heaven. After this conference, then we'll be able to know how to lay our treasures in heaven. Someone might ask, for me to lay my treasure in heaven, could you guide me or tell me what are treasures? Because we need to know what treasures are before we can lay them in heaven. Amen. Treasures, therefore, are valuables. Treasures are valuables. Valuables. Valuables like riches. Valuables like money. Gold. Valuable objects. Treasures can be your jewels, that is your jewelries and all the rest of that that you put in the gold. Some even go to extra miles to save them in the bank. They are funds. Treasures are cash or donations that we treasure. Amen. Treasure also are God's word. Which must dwell richly in us. Colossians chapter 3, 15 and 16 talks about it. Let the word of God dwell richly in you. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding be also with you. When the word of God dwells so richly in us, then we can identify false teaching. All these kind of uh, gimmicks that people are coming into the body of Christ to mess around and teaching wrong, wrong doctrines. Then we can recognize that this is the fitting one that we are supposed to do. You will know the, the right church to go when you treasure the word of God. Treasure, or treasures, number four, or number three, yes. Is Jesus the word of God? Jesus, the word of God, is also a treasure. Amen. Psalm 73, 25, talks, the psalmist was, was praying. And prayed to God and said, Whom am I in heaven but thee? When you treasure Jesus, you'll be able to focus your attention to him. You set your eyes on him in heaven. When you treasure him, Jesus will be the center point of your life. So the psalmist in Psalm 73, verse 25, he said, Whom have I in heaven but you? And on earth, as nothing I desire but to you. On earth here. If we want to lay our treasure in heaven, we must desire Jesus all the time because he's the only one that is going to guide our footsteps to be able to do the right thing in him. Therefore, treasure also can be man or persons. One considered so precious or of great or highly valued because of his commitment either to God or in the things he does. We must treasure one another. Amen. If you want to lay your treasure in heaven, you must treasure your, your sister, you must treasure your brother. And I wrote here, workers, the workers that you work together, you have to treasure them. Because God said we should show love to them. The staff that you work together in your offices, the staff that you work together 
here, you must treasure them. Your clients, you must also treasure them. They ought to be treasured if you want to lay your treasure in heaven. Your spouse or spouses, they have to be treasured. You must treasure your husband. You must treasure your wife. You must make sure that they they have great value to you. You can't talk to them anyhow. You cannot talk to your wife anyhow. You cannot talk to your husband anyhow. You must treasure one another. Your children also, they have to be treasured. They are treasured. So we have seen these four things. Valuables, God's word, Jesus, the word of God, and man or person. These are treasures. So when God said that we should lay our treasure in heaven, what is it about man that causes us to lay our treasure in heaven? What is it about our husbands? Because I'm talking to women that causes us to lay our treasure in heaven. What is it about your staff that causes you to lay your treasure in heaven? What is it about your staff or your client that causes you to lay your treasure in heaven? You're also looking at Jesus, the word of God. What is it about Jesus that can cause you to lay your treasure in heaven? Even before you start to get your reward in heaven, the first reward is that you'll be seated with him in heavenly places, even while you're on earth here. And you can command anything because you are under the bosom of Jesus. You are under the supervision of Jesus. And things will be working for you. As Jesus is directing you to do the right thing, then things will be working for you in heaven. At the end of our journey, then things will be better. Valuables. God's word. But let me start from Jesus first. Open your book with me to the book of Matthew. I want you to keep these four things that are given to us. Valuables, God's word, Jesus, the word of God, man or person. We need, to, we need to treasure them. So let's look at Jesus, the, wor- the word of God. How do we treasure Jesus, the word of God? You go with me to that book of Matthew, which is also the book where the theme of this program is brought out. If you treasure Jesus, the word of God, you would do the work that he, uh, he did, or that he's still doing. He will do the work that he did when he passed through this planet earth. And then things will be working for your reward with so much. A, a lot in heaven. The Bible talks, it says in the book of Matthew chapter 4 from verse 23. It says Jesus went throughout Galilee. Like we thank God we are in Israel recently. Throughout Galilee. The work that Jesus worked is serious. But here we have opportunity. Our own Galilee is divided into different kinds of boroughs. You understand? You talk of New Cross, you talk of Woolwich, you talk of... Because I'm talking to people in London now. And when you go to other nations, they divide it. So it makes your work very easy. But Jesus' work was not divided. He walked through mountains, through hills and everything. Those of you that went to Jerusalem, you know the work that Jesus worked. We can't even walk half of it. They have to take us with coach from one place to the other. But Jesus walked it all. So he said, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues. He said, the works that he did, he wants us to do also, isn't he? So we must walk with him to in our own Galilee. We must walk with him in our own borough, which is really that I'm talking about from tonight. 
You must walk with him when you go to your borough in Birmingham. You must walk with him when you go to your borough in Limerick, in Ennis. You must walk with him. We must continue to do this work of Jesus. Then that shows that we treasure Jesus. Then we can lay our treasure in heaven. Because Jesus uh, was the first example. He showed us this example. How do we uh, lay our treasure in heaven? By following Jesus' footsteps. Going through Galilee, teaching in the synagogues. Thank God, we don't have a limitation here now. You can go to High Street. Thank God for High Street. You can leave Village High Street, go to Under High Street, go to the City High Street. Thank God for this country. They have high streets where you can go and do the work of ministry. Not only in the synagogue. Proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. We must do what Jesus did, going everywhere to proclaim the good news of Jesus. And healing every disease. May he empower us in the name of Jesus. He says in the book of Acts chapter 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And he went about doing good. He was healing the sick. He was attending to the demon possessed. He was doing a lot of works. And he said that God was with him. Once we treasure Jesus, he will always be with us to do that work that he did. And then when we do the work that Jesus did, then we'll be able to lay treasure for ourselves in heaven. What are the works that Jesus did? May God empower us in the name of Jesus. To heal the sick. To raise the dead. We are not doing it to, to, to be power, power drunk. When anyone, that's why a lot of people, maybe they are not raising dead today. When people raise dead in our own day today, they will be power drunk. What are the dead in the uh, 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 mortuary? Or in the crematorium? Well, no, 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 I want to raise dead now. I can do it. Then we talk, they will be power drunk. So they are not raising no dead. But during the time of Jesus on earth, these are the things that is a simple thing that we should be doing. May God empower us in the name of Jesus. So that we can get there. But when God starts to do these things in our lives, let us not be power drunk. Because we only lay our treasure on earth here. We can't lay it in heaven. But Jesus showed us example on how to lay our treasure in heaven. And he went everywhere. He was teaching, proclaiming the good news. He was healing. Every disease, sickness among the people, any disease he healed, once he lay hands on them, even if, if he's coughed, that has been coughing now, you, I just need to lay hands on my tongue and the cough will just stop like that. Do you understand? You just need to see anybody sick, lay hands and it's happened, and it, is, it will come to pass. When Jesus was doing all these things, laying his treasure in heaven, the Bible talks about the news of him. They don't need any media. The program, Jesus' program was not announced on the television. It was not anywhere. It's only the people now become the television of their day. They were the people that were going to send, send for the good news. If it happened in our day in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible said news about him spread all over Syria. I prophesy that the news of the work of ministry will spread all over the world. As we buckle up our shoes and begin to do the right thing. And people brought to him all who are ill with various diseases. Because now they have confidence in him. They've seen something happen. He's not somebody that is bragging. Bring all your dead from the mortuary. Bring everything. They will be healed. And when they come, nothing is happening to them. Nobody will bring them tomorrow. He will turn to be a liar. But the Lord will empower us. So that the work of ministry will be done through us in Jesus' name. By doing more of the work of ministry, we'll be laying treasure for ourselves in heaven. Those suffering severe pain, 
the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowd from Galilee. How many times did large crowd follow Jesus now? You can see. He talked about large crowd. People were coming from Galilee. The Dacopolis, Jerusalem, Judea. These are neighboring nations, neighboring cities were coming. May that happen in this church in the name of Jesus. That kind will be coming. SS will be coming. All these people from all over will be coming. We don't need to tell them because they are now hearing the, good, the news of the good news. And all these people and the region across the Jordan followed him as well. May God use us in this way to be able to do the work that Jesus did. He did not stop there. The more the crowd are now coming, the grace of God multiplying upon Jesus. It will come to pass in our lives. He said, now when Jesus saw the crowd, he went up to the mountain. I tried to climb mountain. About maybe 10 years ago when I went to Austria, I was at the foot of the mountain, but I was almost dying. But Jesus went to the mountain top and sat down. Because I want to experience Jesus' uh, I said, Jesus went to the mountain. They said there are mountains in Austria. I want to go. I was at the foot of the mountain and I'm dying there. And sat down. His disciple came to him and began to teach. Thank God for wonderful disciples. I remember one time, I didn't hear it, when Apostle and some of the disciples here were going to the mountain. In Worthing. Those of you that were here that, you know, waved to me that you follow. Some people, were, I didn't follow them because I know that I won't be able to climb that mountain. But they've started climbing. When they got halfway, some people cannot come back. So they have to finish the, the race. They climbed the mountain. Thank God for them. I think by doing that, they have laid their treasure in heaven. And when Jesus got to this mountain, look, looking at the climbing of the mountain, he was not tired. That was the time that he started ministering again. May God give us strength to do the work of ministry. The more of the work of ministry that we do, the more strength we get. And the more laying in heaven, that uh, uh, treasures in heaven. He now began, the Holy Spirit now directed him to now start to teach about various groups in the kingdom. Various groups and various class of people, class of people. He began to, he, he, he talked to the poor in the spirit. He spoke to those who mourn. He was, you know, doing the work of the kingdom. How do you talk to people that are poor in the spirit, that needs more of the word of God? Are you telling them off? When you try to share the gospel in the way they need to hear the gospel, they will return. Amen. It's a blessing as a poor in spirit. You minister to the poor in spirit. Who are those poor in spirit that are with us? They are in your offices. They are even in the church of God. They, don't, they are not serious with God. They claim to be Christian, but they are unbelie- unbelieving Christians. How do we minister to them? Remember, Jesus has just climbed a mountain. He should be tired. Climbing a mountain is like going, going extra mile. May God help us to be able to go extra mile for one another. When we can go extra mile for each other, then our treasure will be properly laid in heaven. And he, he said to them, he was even ministering to them because he knows that these people, they are so, they are so naive in spirit. They are supposed to be here. They are supposed to be here, but they are still here. He ministered to them. He said, I'm not going to neglect them. 
I will make sure that I keep on working on them. Who are the people that you are supposed to be working on that you have neglected? And he said that they don't listen. This one, they I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm tired. No, 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 no. We must not be tired. The extra mile that we go is like climbing the mountain. That's why we have to, if I climb mountain, I get to the mountain. If they lie, they die there. But when you read words like this, then you want to say that if Jesus could climb mountain and could come and minister to people that are not serious with God, then we have to go extra mile. Going extra mile is like laying treasure for yourself in heaven. Because Jesus will be so happy. God himself will be so happy. My daughter, my son, you are doing a great job. You cannot come down. Continue to do this work of ministry. And more strength will be coming. Then you'll be able to see better and clearly. He ministered to those who mourn. He ministered to them and said, you'll be comforted. How many people are mourning around us? And we are just... I want to come. You just take it carelessly. We need to minister to them. We need to make them happy. We need to make sure that even if they cannot feel so happy, we need to have concern and speak word of grace to them. And then God said, He said, For they will be what? Comforted. One of the things that God has come to do to the world is to comfort us. So if Jesus could do this, He also must comfort people around us. By comforting them, we are laying treasure in heaven. Ah, what will they need at this hour? Maybe you are supplying the food in the house. You are getting some flowers uh, uh, to, make, to make the house look beautiful. So that instead of crying all the time, they, they will, as they are getting comforted, then your own uh, sign, uh, 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 reward is being seen in heaven. He said, blessed are the meek. Those that are meek among us. You know, people take advantage of the meek sometimes. That you don't take advantage of them. He said, for they will what? Inherit the earth. Abundant, the goodness of the earth comes upon them. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. They will be what? They will be filled. He said, talking to various groups of people here. When you get home, I want you to read all these groups that Jesus is talking, talking to here. And make sure that you find them among us. Or outside there, anywhere you go, and minister to them. Because when you minister to these various groups of people, then you are laying treasure in heaven. It's going to be wonderful. Amen? He started talking about the salt of the earth and the light of the earth. When you get home, read it. Talk, teaches about the law. Some people are just careless about the Bible, the, the, the law of the Lord. They just do what they like. But Jesus did not take it carelessly. He was trying to minister to them about what the, 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 the Lord say. And towards the end of that, he mentioned in that verse 20, he said, for I tell you, that uh, I'm reading chapter 520 now. He said, for I tell you the, the, uh, that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. When he was revealing to them about the scriptures. And he was saying some people are just carrying the scriptures on their head. Some people are just showing up with the scriptures. Some people are just talking about the scriptures. I'm a Christian. But they are not Christian. They are teaching. Spell it from the back. Not Christian. They are just covering up. Because the Bible says by their fruit we know them. He also started teaching about anger. 
For people that are, that are always angry. He mentioned to them here, he said, you fool. Will be in danger of the fire of hell. You'll be under the judgment of God. He was careful to treat various kinds of people. Anger is also a problem. When somebody is always angry and everything, and you can help to tame that kind of a person, you have laid a treasure in heaven. He went again, started teaching about lost. And that's verse 27. Go and read all this because of time. I just want to bring, because I'm coming to where I'm going to, I'm going to bring uh, something to us. He talked about divorce. And let them scatter. At least they, they know. If they know the truth and they say, let them scatter. No, they must not scatter. You must try your best to make sure that you help them. So that the fault will not be on you if they don't come together. It's going to be on them. But you must, if you know anyone that is going through divorce as well, you must make sure that you help such people. It talks about sexual immorality. When you get home, read it. Talks about a woman that commits adultery. How can you help such people instead of going to gossip them at the back? Or a man that is cheating on a, on a woman. How can you how can you help? Jesus teaches also about vow. You don't just make vow in the household of faith. Ecclesiastes chapter five talks about that. He concluded that in that verse twenty seven said, All you need to say is simple, yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Don't take vow when you are not supposed to. By that you are not you cannot lay treasure in heaven. Because if you say you are going to do something today, you don't do it, then it's a problem. Jesus teaches also about revenge. He also teaches about loving your enemies. Then when he gets to that chapter 6, he talks about giving to the needy, which is one area that we are going to look into in this. We are still looking at Jesus as a treasure. Amen? So if Jesus can be a treasure, what is it that we can learn from Jesus? What is it that we can do to treasure him and be able to also lay, because all these things that Jesus did, he has used it to lay treasure in heaven. But if we are Jesus' followers, we must also do the same so that we can lay treasure, a treasure in heaven. He teaches about prayer. That's another area that I'm going to step on. He taught about fasting. And he thought, if you can look at that verse 19, where this uh, theme is taken from, we can also relate it to that uh, chapter, uh, verse 1 in that chapter 6. It teaches about money, giving to God, which is number one storing of treasure in heaven. That is your investment. Do not store up for yourself in that verse 19. Treasures on earth. We are moths and vermis or insects destroy. And we are thieves break in and steal. Many live on this earth as if you are not going to die again. Many live as if, look, when, when I had this flood, I know that vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. There are some of my things that are still stored in bag that I've not been able to sort out. I want to sort them out so that we don't destroy some that can still be okay. But that doesn't mean that I do not have. I still have. Amen. 
So how come you are spending, 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 spending on the things that have only value for this world? But on the things that will make you to have value when you get to heaven, we neglect them. He said, we are thieves. Look at the diamond, uh, the, 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 the thieves that went to destroy the diamond something in the, in the city. Thank God for insurance. Amen. They put all some of the diamonds in the vault. They look for a way to get it. Thieves will destroy them one day. But if you have your money and you spend it for the work of the Lord, what happened? Your diamond will be more than in heaven. May God grant us great understanding. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven. Treasures in heaven. Amen. When we store up for ourselves treasures in heaven, we are moths and vermis or insects do not destroy, and we are thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Some their treasure is only in this world. We have valuables like car. All what you want to use your money to do is to buy this car. And then the, the only thing you are doing about that car, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it is that car. You are only minding the car, you are not even thinking left, right and center. Nothing can touch that car. Even if people, I remember some people in those days in Africa, if you just, they come and drive you around their car. Because they, they look at the window, they are watching the car. So when they see you, they come from upstairs and drive you away. That is where their, uh, their treasure is. They treasure their car so much that you can't even stand, even if your body is not touching it. Hey, 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 move, move. Is that you? Some their treasure is their work. They can wake up to prepare for work from 4 a.m. in the morning. But to come to church at 12 in the afternoon, they wake up at 11.30. May the Lord help us. If you do that, you are not laying treasures in heaven. You only lay it on earth here. Because one day the work will just leave you. The only thing that you are left with is the work of the kingdom. I'm still going to talk about the work of the kingdom, but I'm preparing us to see, to, know, to, 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 to get to know all these treasures that I'm talking about. He says here, be careful, chapter 6, verse 1, when Jesus was teaching about giving, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, to be seen by them. If you do, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. We read about the story of Ananias and Sapphira in the book of Acts, chapter 5. When the people are given towards the, the, the uh, contributing towards the work of the ministry, they too want to give. But they did what? They gave part of it. They didn't give the full of their money. What happened to them? Holy Ghost opened the, the eyes of the man of God. As they were bringing it, God was saying that, look, they didn't bring all. They brought half. Is that you? Bring all your tithes and your offering to my storehouse. Initially, when your tithe used to be very small, you can give that tithe. But after a while, ah, this is too big. You divide it into two. 
Nobody sees me, but Holy Ghost is looking at you. By doing that, you have laid treasure in heaven for yourself, uh, treasure on earth. Moss is going to eat it. By the time you know it, if it's business money that you are bringing and you are dividing half of the tithes, you are not giving offering, you are using, you, uh, you are you, uh, 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 robbing, uh, using Paul to rob Peter, whatever, robbing Peter to pay Paul or something. Do you understand? You will just lose that thing. But if you are doing the right thing, lay your treasure in heaven. Jesus that has gone ahead of us, Jesus our super treasure, amen, will be nodding and will be speaking increase. You'll be hearing increase. Even if your ears did not hear it, you will be seeing it happen in your life because we are obedient to the giving. Oh, we want to please people so that they know that you two are giving. And you are giving the, you said it's, 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 it's not, such is not honor. You will be rewarded only on earth here. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and, and on the streets. To be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Sometimes I want to give. If the whole nation is not there, we are not giving. Do we want to lay our treasure in heaven? The giving must be between you and your God. Don't give like the hypocrites. You know that also reminds me in prayer. We come and give hypocritical prayers in the sanctuary. At all, we don't pray at all. But when you get to church, so that they can see you are giving prayer to God. Your own is, you just want to be noticed. You have already received your, but at home, you don't mean business with the Lord. So don't do it like the hypocrite in the synagogue. They are the ones that will come, the book of Luke, after, they will come. They will tell you that I'm not like this one. I give my tithe, I give my offering. In those days, they shout in the synagogue like that. You don't want to have that hypocritical attitude. You cannot lay your treasure in heaven by doing that. He said, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. Verse 5. For the Lord to pray standing in the synagogue and on the street corner to be seen by others. So in your prayer as well. Because Jesus a treasure. Always go to the solitary place, even when he has a, a, a great decision to make in his life, choosing the disciples. In that book of Luke chapter 6, he will always go and pray in a quiet place. He doesn't come and show off. That does not mean that, ah, mommy has said it, I don't need to come to prayer meeting. No, you need to be there. But vet your heart and know that you are genuine as you pray your prayers. That's what I'm talking about. Because we, don't, we want to be matured Christians. We don't want to, you know, because, I'm, because women follow God a lot. You understand? Let me quickly take you to that book of Luke chapter 8 from verse 1 to 3. He said, Jesus went everywhere. He said the 12 were with him. I respect men, but they only mention you men as the 12. Do you understand? But when the t- time for the women came, he said there are some women... He said, Mary Magdalene, who in whom about seven demons, yes, seven demons, had come out. So Mary Magdalene has a lot to thank God for. She left everything to follow Jesus. She was going everywhere. Such a woman that goes everywhere with Jesus, 
Do you not know that she has laid, even though they have known her in her prostitution, demons have been worrying her, she's done a lot of bad, bad things. But do you know that the name of, if you don't know any name in the Bible, you will know of Mary Magdalene today. She was mentioned. He mentioned Susanna in that scriptures. These are people that were going, and he mentioned the men, men, don't be jealous, he mentioned them as the twelve. He mentioned their name, said the twelve. And he mentioned Susanna. And he said another thing. Because she had given her testimony. He said, whom seven demons? He said, Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of the Eros household. A very rich woman. In the midst of these riches, somebody that keeps the king's wardrobe. Ah. <laughs> Don't envy them, oh. Susanna and many others. May we not be among the many others. You know, I've ministered by many others here. There are many others. There are many others. Those many others, they have not laid the... Because we don't know them. But if they genuinely did the work of ministry, their name will be written. So I want to encourage you. We want Jesus. If we treasure Jesus, we will do the work that he do. And greater works shall we do. That's what he has said. Jesus, our treasure. That's what I'm talking about tonight. He is our champion. He's, he, he, he is a leader and he's still leading us. We must follow him. Like all these great women, because I'm talking to us tonight. Supported. He said, they wouldn't help you to support them out of their own means. Giving was not their problem. To give in the absence of faith, some people is, oh, but God is watching you. He's looking at how you are using that thing that he has blessed you with to bless him back. God wants you to use your money. God wants you to use your finance to do everything that you have to, to do. Jesus in that book, he was saying, he, said he, was, he was going everywhere. He ministered to the needy. He ministered to the hungry. He ministered to various groups of people. And he was rewarded for it. I read to us here. He says, so when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpet as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and on the street to be honored by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Anyone who does the wrong thing, lay your treasure on earth here, you will receive it in full. Heaven, your purse in heaven will be empty. How many of you want to put money in the bank and when you get there, they tell you there is no money? That is how serious it is. So if you invest your money in God, you'll be blessed at the end of the journey. But if you invest it in the wrong way, Tight in hand, you are not giving as you ought to give, then you will, you will get it the other way. May God help us to store our treasure in heaven and not on earth. The Bible talks about another woman. In the book of Luke chapter 7, I love the story of this woman. Amen? He said, the, the, a woman that anointed a sinful woman. Look at that adjective that, that is, uh, uh, is used to, to, to qualify this woman. A sinful woman in that book of Luke chapter 7. It says, when one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. From verse 36. He went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life. A sinful woman. Learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. 
So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. You all know this story. But she was a sinful woman. She did not say that I'm a sinful woman, I cannot go. The, the Holy Spirit is the one that, because she's a good woman. And God wants to bless her. God wants her life reversed. God wants her not to be living in sin. You know, a lot of us live in sin and expect grace to abound. The Bible says she was a sinful woman, but she, she, she knew she was a sinful woman. She decided because she was a giver. She divided, decided to, to, to anoint Jesus with alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him, as his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with, his, with her tears. Then she wiped them with her ear, here, kissed them and poured perfume on them. This is a serious perfume, you know. The perfume that radiates the whole, that the, the aroma came to inside the whole house. When the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. That she is a sinner. Yes, Jesus is a prophet. Jesus knew. But Jesus died for the sinner. Amen. But Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher. So this man was revealed. His name, Simon. He said, two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed, you know, I love Jesus because he always speaks in parables. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned towards the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came in your house and you did not give me any water for my feet. Jesus is watching, marking all we do, hearing the things that we say, letting walk through us so that we can do the right thing in Jesus' name. You did not give me a kiss. But this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. Because that's the culture of that time. Don't go and kiss another man's leg and say that, or feet and say, Mommy, you preach, we kiss feet so that we can lay our treasure in heaven. That's not what I'm saying. We are talking about the story of the Bible. Because you know, people just take any doctrine and they will say, Yeah, let me just start to kiss the feet of the man of God. I'm laying my treasure in heaven. Or maybe you are finding interest in somebody and you are going to kiss their feet. No, it's not going to work here. Because that has become Phariseeism. Amen? He said, You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. As her great love has shown, but whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this? Who even forgives sin? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. 
your faith. That's another, another part of the scripture that actually demonstrates that Jesus spoke into this woman's life. So as far as the gospel is concerned, this deed that you have done will continue forever. And are we still reading about it here today? Are we still reading about this woman here today? Is he helping us today to do good? He's helping us. So there has come some contribution that God demands from you. Let's give it because of Jesus. And it shall be well with us. In Jesus' name. This woman had laid a very big treasure in heaven. Apart from the story being told on earth. Apart from us reading it now because I was not there during that time. But the word of God revealed this woman. And I know that heaven is happy about this woman. I know that the treasure. This woman has laid a very big treasure because of this great thing that he has done. So what is that perfume that Jesus wants you to give to him? Begin to think about your life. The little giving that God wants you to give to one another. In one of the scriptures, which I'm going to round up with you on Sunday, Matthew 25. He said, if you do all these things, he began to mention people that I need. He said, if you do all these things, you are laying your treasure in heaven. You are actually doing it for me. And then we get there in Jesus' name. There are some people that need the aroma of Christ around them. How are we sending the aroma to them? They need the aroma of Christ around them. Not physical perfume. Their lives need to be perfumed. We need to reflect the light of God to them. How are we doing it? This woman knows the right thing to do and went straight and did it. May Holy Spirit teach us what to do in Jesus' name. And if you look again in that uh, book of uh, everything is happening in uh, Luke. Amen. Luke chapter 10. I said to us that Jesus spoke in parables. He talked about the good Samaritan. This good Samaritan with the Levite and the priest met someone that ham robber has destroyed or caught almost dead. The priest walked by and walked through the other side of the road. I'm talking of these people of God that came by. The Levites, these are the household of faith, saw this man bleeding and in danger, walk across the road as well. Left this man in that suffering. But the good Samaritan was the only one that waited. He did not only wait. Read that story because of time I'm trying to explain. But when you get home, it's an assignment. Read it from that Luke chapter 10, 25 to 37. And Jesus now asked, the other, the good Samaritan, he bandaged the head. A whole one month wage, he deposited it to the hospital or to the inn where they are going to look. After he gave voluntary, uh, truly, you know, he gave everything just for this woman. He said, he told the innkeeper, I said, I'm going to come back, but this is the money so that I can have proper, you can look after him properly. The, the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And Jesus was asking at the end of the story, he said, which of these, verse 36, three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of the robbers? The expert in law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. I think after reading this parable of the Good Samaritan, God wants us to go and do likewise. God wants us as women to be good Samaritans. 
so that we can give out of the abundance that God has given to us. The book of Matthew 20, uh, 20 verse 2 talk about the uh, 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 dan- or danarius that he, he gave. It's a wage of a laborer per day that he gave to, to this person. God wants to, us, us to give out of the abundance that God has given to us to help people that are suffering. God, you know, I'm talking about the right giving. When we give to the poor, when we give to those who are in prison, when we give, you know, there's a time, sometimes we meet some of these people on the road here. Somebody came to meet me, I was just coming from Shilopila. He just met me somewhere there. He said, I need money, I need money. I looked. I said, look, I don't want to give this man money because of the way he looks. I don't know what he's going to, I don't want to judge. You know, man of God said, don't judge. Yeah, they need money. Okay. I said, what do you like to eat in one of these restaurants here? Thank God I, I was holding money that day. Then he said, you have the cash. I said, I have the cash, but I want to buy you food. You told me you want to eat. Then I took the man to the glory of God to, because he actually said he wants to go to McDonald's. Then I said, pick anything you want in McDonald's. And I paid for it. Let's not judge them. If, the, if this good Samaritan had been judging this person and said that, eh, he went on the, he, only God knows what he did. Maybe he's an arm robber. He did not judge. But the good Samaritan, according to that proverb, uh, according to that uh, parable, was um, giving credit. May God give us credit concerning the good doings that we do in our lives in Jesus' name. And that recorded or made him to lay his treasure in heaven. And God said to us, go and do what? Do likewise. Can I say to us as women tonight, we must go and do likewise. We, don't need, we only need this parable to even to help us in the area of our sacrificial giving. And in conclusion tonight, the story of Mary and Martha, which is a very popular story that we all know about. I don't want you to forget all the stories that we are netting around Jesus because I told us that treasures means valuables. It means God's word. It means Jesus, the word of God. And it means man or person. These are people or things that we can treasure. And we are looking at Jesus, our own treasure. We are looking at Jesus, our own treasure. What Jesus, our own treasure, did when he was on earth. And everyone that comes across Jesus, our own treasure, they, 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 they were affected positively in their lives like never before. And may we also do the same because we have Jesus as our treasure. And in, in the book of same Luke, it's happening in Luke. In the book of Luke chapter 10, verse, uh, I think let's look from verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home for him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had had to be made. She was distracted. May we not be distracted. That's why in this church, I don't allow anybody to cook during convention. You don't cook, we order the food in. We don't cook at all. So that someone will not tell me. Initially when we started, ah, it's the moin moin that makes me to be late. No way. Oh, mom, I'm cooking. It's the cooking that asked me to cook. Nobody has an excuse of anything. We have to order it. You have to pay. 
We put money together because convention time is like when you are celebrating your own Christmas in the kingdom. Amen? It's a time to cook. It's a time to share. It's a time to give. Those of us that give bountifully in this conference, it's going to be like treasure that we are laying in heaven. That you are not coming with a... a um, you know, we used to have this time, Abel's giving. You are coming with Abel's giving, you are not coming with Cain's type of giving. No. Convention time is giving. So they, they, they spoke about matter here. But matter was distracted by all preparation. Those of you, the, Shilo, uh, the, the tabernacle men, you must not be distracted. We know in those little things, your domestic work that you are doing, cooking that you are doing, giving the people food, sacrificing your time. Some of you have taken off in your offices for one week. And you are here with me in the morning, you are here in the evening, you are going around, some people are driving, bringing the food in, and you know that it's convention time. All these things you are doing, God is watching, amen? And by those things, there are some treasures that are being laid up for us there. Some people just come quietly and you sit on the pew, no? If you hear this message tonight and you still come and sit, you don't come and ask that, what, how can I be a blessing? There are things that you can do. If you cannot run Elta Skelter, you can give us money. You can donate. You can do all these things. By doing that, you are doing what you are laying treasures in heaven. But you just come and hear the message. You just come to church. You are not giving. The lights are going on. Things that, that we need in the church are going on there. Some people are sacrificing, uh, giving their time, giving their body, giving their children, giving everything. Some of us will clap here when the joys in the crowd are coming to do something. Their parents sacrifice those children to do something. Their treasure is laid in heaven. May the Lord grant us wisdom and grace to understand what I'm talking about. So Martha was just busy in the preparation. He had to make. She came to, to, to her sister and asked, I, I came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Tell her to join me. Some people, when we're having conventions like this, you are complaining. You are full of complaint. Your treasure is being laid on earth here. But when you don't complain, there are ways that you go around your complaint and there are reasonable complaints and say, ah, I need someone to help me here. But you are not fighting everybody. You are not going to be, I can't do it. I can't do it. No, no, no. Your treasure is laid here. You are showing off. You are like the Pharisees. So those of you that are walking, that your work is silent, we don't see you. Make sure that you are doing it with love. Amen. Let's work together as a group. And Master, Master, Jesus replied, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Few things are needed. Say to your neighbor, few things are needed. Because I send them for some of us to be worried about many things like Master. Nobody's helping me here in the kitchen. Hey, mommy, mommy, even they give me, they want to, some people are not here anyway. Why don't you give me a date? Because I won't have time to study the Bible. No, 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 no. Let's leave them and pray for them. Everyone should pray. He said, but few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better. And it should not be taken away from her. Mary has chosen what is better. That is, Mary has already laid a treasure in heaven. It cannot be taken away from her. So may we be a Mary here tonight. Your amen is not great. Because Mary are the one that sit down quietly to listen at the, at the feet of Jesus. To hear what Jesus is talking about. The ones that are in the kitchen too, they are doing great work. They cannot come down. But 
Let them do it with love. Let us do it without grumbling. In that book of Psalm, is Psalm 27 verse 4. He said, one thing have I uh, decided with the Lord. To seek his ways in the temple. Paul uh, also spoke about the one thing. Amen. So let's choose this one thing. Amen. Only one thing is needed. To sit at the feet of Jesus. To dissect the word of God. We need the word of God like never before. Let's put our hands together as I call on the man of God who's coming to round off for us. I believe you have been blessed here tonight. I believe you have been blessed here tonight. And that one thing we will do. We will start begin to lay our treasures in heaven so that in the end we will be blessed with the Lord. Amen. I don't really expect uh, mommy to call me now because I was just um, looking into what God is speaking through her. And when I was looking into what God is speaking through her, in the book of Luke, isn't it? Chapter 10. If you look at the book of Luke, chapter 10, where she read, she, it tells us the story of Miriam Mata. That Martha opened her house. But why did Martha open her house? Martha opened her house to Jesus. This Martha, if you look at John 11, this Mary and Martha were the sisters of Lazarus. It must have been that Jesus met Lazarus through Martha. Because Martha was the one in chapter 7 of Luke who was pouring oil on the feet of Jesus Christ. Alright, Jesus came in invited by somebody else. If you look at, if I read from the chapter 11 verse 1, now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Those of us who were who went on the last trip, we you know um, we we passed through the village of Miriam Martha. And the story about these people are true. Now that chapter eleven now told us that Miriam Martha they were the brothers of Lazarus. Then he says in verse 2, This Mary, whose brother was Lazarus, now lay sick. The same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet. And that is in Luke chapter 7 from verse 38. So therefore, when Jesus was invited in that Luke chapter 7 from verse 36, you know, to the house of a Pharisee. That was where Martha heard about Jesus and she went as a sinner. The Bible revealed her as a very serious sinner. I mean, terrible sinner. But when she heard about Jesus coming to town, she went and she gave a perfume to rubbing the body of Christ and then 
you know, the people around said, why should she be wasting this perfume? And Jesus told them, to he who much is forgiven, you know, if he who is forgiven much loves much. He who is forgiven little loves little. But why am I telling you this story? There are two occasions in the Bible that are similar. There is a woman, a widow, who had Elisha used to pass, pass through. And said, why can't we prepare a place for the man of God? And she did that, not knowing that her son would die. And then, after some time, the son died. But for the fact that she opened her door for the Lord, or for the work of the Lord, that is what brought back her son. And the similarity between her and Mary here is that the relationship Mary started with Jesus Christ because Mary gave her house to Jesus and invited Jesus to her house, not knowing that her brother Lazarus would die. And her benevolence and service and love to the Lord Jesus made a way for her brother who died and Jesus has to raise him, Lazarus. Really because she gave herself so much to the Lord, it forged an intimate relationship between Jesus and the family. Therefore, God is emphatically saying to you, what do you have in your hand? And who do you give it to? That's what God is saying to us tonight. What you have in your life now, how much of it have you given to the Lord? And I believe very much that it is not coincidence that God was teaching us from the book of Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him. And God began to tell us about the gifts that He has given to us, both for life and for godliness, which God expects that we should use to serve Him. This morning, the women who came for the Shiloh Pillars, which is the prayer session and the Bible study in the morning, at 10, and tomorrow we are going on. 11 to 12. Sorry, 11 to 12. That's where we have it, isn't it? 11. Right. When we, be, when we began to pray for the church, you know, God told me something. That Satan is using apathy to destroy believers on earth today. One of the most prolific weapons in the hands of the devil is apathy. And the Lord will have me tell all of you women in this church. The major story of Shiloh is that God answered a woman's cry. If you look at the whole story about Shiloh, you know Shiloh happened every year. It was not recorded in the Bible. But the very time that Shiloh will be recorded in the Bible was because in that conference, the tears of a woman turned to joy and a prophet that brought a new order to the world was born from a woman that was said to be barren. Okay? Therefore, whenever God commands meetings like this, which is convention, this is an international convention. Those of you who are the first trustees of this must know, because this convention, you have known about it before the year begins. Two major conventions in CFT that, you know, is very, very strategic. Your women convention is, and the annual conferences. Now, it would be strange if somebody is a member of this house, but did not take that to heart. 
because he did not understand it's a special time for God to visit this house. We, I give an example of a brethren who came from Ireland. Pastor Adekoju misses, she's a pharmacist. Pastor Yabo misses, he's a lawyer. Both of them came from Ireland. They work in government office and, and parastata. Pastor, Pastor Adepoji, Mrs. was saying to mommy that she told her office that if you want me to be more productive in this office, you must let me have my holiday to be able to join them in the Women of Rare Destiny Convention. So the office knew that clearly. So the office gave her that period within her holiday. So she would take the holiday during the Women of Rare Destiny Convention from Wednesday to Friday. On the main convention in, in February, she would take her all, all the day during that period and make sure she's here for the day training and for the evening training. Now somebody who had gone so such far, if you were God, will you treat her equally with those who just say, well, it's just uh, on our midweek Christian, let me just go and come late and you know, just in and out, let me show my face. Nobody gets God. Eh, eh, eh. Nobody gets the attention of God if he has not given God equal attention. Go and read when you get to that chapter 7 from verse 35. Jesus spoke very much about Martha. And because she gave her house, a relationship was forged, not knowing that his brother would be dead. And Jesus raised that brother. Not only that, that, that family became a renowned family that people talk about them all over the world till today. So, God will want to challenge you in your commitment to his service. That is laying up your treasure in heaven. You know, everything we work for on earth, wake up in the morning, go to work, come up late, sleep, wake up and go. The day we drop dead, that's the end of it. It is totally contra end. Now, the interesting thing, or the most fearful thing, is that when we die, it is only what we did in the kingdom of God that will remain with us. Only what we did to further the kingdom. Both in our giving of our time, in our giving of ourselves, in our giving of our talent. Can you imagine many Christians wake up after death when they cannot do anything for God? So we resolve what the devil has done is that he made the, the work of some people their God. He, made, he gave some people a problem in marriage. So that the problem in marriage is their focus to the extent that their commitment to God has been shaken. Some people is their children. And they focus so much on that. Some people it is sickness or disease. Satan is using several weapons. To divert the attention of Christians from total commitment to God so that we do not really serve God in all our heart. When Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. And some of us it has become, Thou shalt love your work with all thy heart and with all thy might. And some of us attracted by all manners of situations in the world. And yet, we expect God to bless us anytime answer us anyhow cry and fast 
with the thought that we are seeking his face. And God warned us to warn everyone, be careful. Be careful. The women who financed Jesus' ministry out of their work, out of their means, their name is recorded in the Bible till today. Miriam Mata, their family name is recorded in the Bible till today. Everyone who is exemplarily served God, you will find them written in the Bible. What will be written about you as your memorial? God wants us to think about that. God wants us to be conscious so that we will not be taken away by deception of Satan, chasing the shadow until the real appear to us, either by death or by rapture. Somebody came to tell me this morning after Shiloh Pillar, she had been having a particular dream once in a year. And that dream is a dream about the terrible thing that happened, you know, which is the act of God talking about his coming again. And the one she had just within this week I saw or so, she said she saw a, you know, that the earth began to shake. And instantly she began to pray, Lord, forgive us our sin, forgive us our sin. You know, when God comes in judgment, even we cry to Jesus. Those who believe in Jesus, they be saying, Jesus, save us. As she was praying, she said she looked behind, she saw a being standing behind her, huge and tall. She soon recognized it was an angel. And then she said she was so much afraid as to talk to the angel behind her. And suddenly she saw like a fire coming down from heaven. And when the fire was coming, it came so straight coming down to strike the earth. And when the, the fire was getting closer, it became an angel. The fire was an angel. And then she asked from the one behind, who is this and what is this from heaven? And the angel behind her said, this is a cherub. And she said, the closer the angel got, she became totally unable to see. So she fell face down to the ground, crying for mercy. In that terrible occurrence, and everything was shaking, she woke up. And she said to me, Apostle, I remember you told us that we should pray if we don't understand the vision to go back. And she said, I prayed and I slept and I saw nothing. And she asked me, what should I do? And I told her, in the book of Daniel chapter 9, it says, I, Daniel, understood from, uh, you know, uh, the, the book, that the desolation of Jerusalem will cause X number of years. So I turned to the Lord and I plead my case. And if you look at that scripture, Daniel continued to pray. It says, I pray to the Lord my God and confess my sins so great as God who, wherever, you know, he continued to pray. Okay? He did not stop praying day and night until an angel appeared. So I said, you just pray for one day and you want angel to appear. Angels don't appear like that. God gave you an, a mystery to attract your attention, to seek him. And if you set your heart to gain understanding, you will seek him until you hear. If it is one year, you will not stop seeking him, but you will hear. So what I'm saying to us is that this convention is for us to really evaluate ourselves and check ourselves and sincerely ask the Lord whether you are truly serving Him 
Or is there something that has taken your heart of service from the Lord? If you look at the time you serve yourself, compare with the time you serve God, who is your priority? And this is what God is saying. Shall we rise up together and I feel we're going to pray. We're going to lift up our voices and pray. Matthew 24, verse 12. Oh my. It is good to hear the Lord. It says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. We are going to pray, Father, restore my early love for you. And we are going to pray for ourselves. Anything the enemy is doing to detract our attention or shipwreck our faith, we are going to pray, Father, send relief today and deliver us. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. This prophecy is not a prophecy for you. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many or most, he says, will grow cold. Father, deliver us from apathy. Deliver us from apathy. We are praying against apathy. Let us ask God, restore my early love for you. Do not let my love wax cold. Jesus says, unless your religion is greater than that of Pharisees, tell the Lord, help me, O God, to love the Lord my God with all my heart. With all my soul, with all my might. Tell the Lord, whatever be the situation that is hindering you from total commitment to God, that the Lord will intervene. Some of us have sicknesses. And the thought of that has taken over the whole of our minds. Some of us have marital issues. Some of us is lack of funds. Satan is frustrating some people in various ways. We are going to pray, Lord, let God be exalted in the midst of my life. Let God be exalted in the midst of my life. Let my heart be for the Lord. Like Mary and Martha served the Lord and their name went to the record book. Susanna, Joanna, they all served Jesus and their name went to the record book. Serve the Lord. Her name went to the record book of God. Tell the Lord, empower me, O God, to serve you with all my heart. Let the things of this world not choke my service. Help me to take you serious. Help me, O God, to commit my soul to you. Our God and our King, restore my fire, rekindle my fire, restore my fire, rekindle my fire, restore my holy flame, O God. 
Do not let my service to you be high service. Help me to serve you with all my heart. Help me to serve you with all my heart. Jesus said Mary has chosen the right path. Because she was at the feet of Jesus learning. Help me, O God. Pray for your children. Pray for your husband and your wives. Pray for your grandchildren. As for me and my house, the Lord shall we serve. Continue to pray. Tell the Lord, help me, help me out of my weariness. Help me out of my weaknesses. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. It says in verse 19 of 24th chapter, Matthew. Let, it says, how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. This is talking about the end time. This time we are. It says, pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days were not cut short, no one will survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Let me tell you, we are living at the ebb of this. We are living at the ebb of this. It may be this generation, and it's most likely in this generation, this will happen. If someone is not able to understand his position in God and truly trap true relationship, those people will deny Jesus in this tribulation to come. You know, the church of God, I've been talking about prosperity, blessing, persecution is coming. Terrible one. That Jesus said, anybody who is pregnant when those things happen, it will be a serious pity for them. Of course, some of us will be pregnant at the time. And Jesus said that those times will be very terrible. It says, in verse... Yeah, well, verse 13, verse 23 says, At that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there is, is he, there he is, do not believe it. So, you will see many people saying to you that Jesus is, uh, is coming in America. Oh, Jesus has come in China, because it will be terrible distress. The whole world will be under distress. And it says, for false Christ and false prophet will appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect, if that may be possible. I thank God for that. 
Because the word if that be possible means the true elect cannot be deceived. Satan will raise many who will perform great miracles. You know, in the midst of this distress. And this is interesting, verse 25, Jesus says, See, I have told you ahead of time. This will happen, I'm telling you. You can't escape this, I'm telling you. <laughs> and then he went further. Verse 27, For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus will appear in the sky. The whole world will see him at one time. The whole world will see him at one time. Forget about all your knowledge about the earth is spheroid. That's a minor thing. Look, let me tell you this as an example. Aurora, Aurora when it came, everyone in the world saw it. The last combustion of stars that happened, everyone in the world felt it. Okay? So is the coming of Jesus Christ. And it says in verse 29, immediately after the distress of those days, then it says the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give their light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. That is, we are still on earth when all these things will happen. Believers are still on earth. At that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky. So, that's why Thessalonians say, we will know the season. It is the day that we don't know but the season after this distress that is going on the distress has started really it has started Britain left uh, uh, the European Union isn't it uh, in Spain now um, the eh? Qatar Yes, they left. Listen to Scotland today. The debate is getting hotter now. Wales is taking over. If Catalonia can leave, come on now. Scotland is coming. Wales is coming. Oh, somebody said in this week, among the junters of EU, why can't London stay away from UK? It was said this week. The majority of people in London vote to be in. Why should you now suffer for those who say they want to remain? Let me say this. The voice of confusion is echoing day and night. Our leaders have come to the place. They are, they, you remember the Lord told us in this church that there will be so much trouble that the government will say, we cannot understand, we can't handle this. Economists will say all our doctrines have failed. Look at GDP went up. Does that say that you are not going to suffer? That's the more reason why next week... Everybody who has been paying mortgage and your mortgage is variable, you will feel the pinch when they increase interest rates. And they have to increase interest rates. You will say, when many people are, being, are losing their jobs and a lot of uh, the, the jobs are leaving England, is it the right time to increase interest rates? The fact is that the only known solution in their head is to make things harder by increasing interest rates. Why salaries are not increased? And then all your commodities also are increasing. Petrol pump has gone from 110 to 120 something. Clothes have increased, shoes have increased, pepper increased, food increased, house rent increased, and salary remain. Hey, tell me, 
What are we heading for? Those who are arguing for and against, in a short time, somebody will soon come out and say, I'm lying. Yeah, but there will be distress. Look at America. Distress that they have never seen in America. You know, and it's going to increase. Look at China. The man who was in China is now the second in command. You don't know what Chinese is? The one who is in the top is a god. He's a deity. You must know that. So the one that is now made to be the head again is now the second in command to the deity. And if you listen very well to all the operations, they have said it. He's now three, he's occupying three rules so that that is the supreme authority. He first went around the whole world before he now takes his seat in control. You know, if a Christian is ignorant, you will enter into tribulation without preparation. But what I'm telling you this, I will still tell you many, many, many more. Because we can see all what Jesus said happening day and night. The church of God confused, divided, false doctrine prevailing over righteousness. Frustration in soul, in body, all over. Therefore, you are going to pray. That Lord, in the shaking that has begun upon the earth, spare me. Grant me the strength to go through it. Grant me the provision. Oh God, let, let your spirit fill my soul. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. The heavens and the earth are being shaken. In this season, Lord, give me strength to pull through. Tell the Lord, the distress has begun. Sustain me by the power of your name. Father, sustain me. Lord, sustain me. Sovereign Lord, be my provision in this season. Pray and tell God, be my hiding place, be my shield and my buckler in this season. Give us the knowledge of God to understand times and seasons. Like the Berean Christian, tell the Lord, help, let my help my heart towards you. He said the elect will not be deceived. The elect will not be deceived. Establish me firm, O God, in you. Seven one. 
Shall we pray that, for, that God will pour His Spirit upon us in this season? In the book of Daniel chapter 12, it said, In the last day, the wise will understand. It said, But the foolish will not understand. It says, Those who lead many to righteousness will shine at the brightest of the sky. Pour your spirit upon us, O God. Ask the Lord, grant me wisdom now. Grant me knowledge. Grant me insight. Grant me understanding, Lord. Grant me power, Lord. Grant me knowledge of God. Grant me counsel from heaven. Father God, in Jesus' anointed name we are praying. The last prayer we are going to pray is this. We are going to pray concerning healing. We read it yesterday and day before yesterday, God spoke so clearly to us. No one living in Zion will say, I am ill, and the sins of those who dwell there shall be forgiven. And then in chapter um, uh, 33 verse 6 of Jeremiah says, Nevertheless, if anyone is sick in Zion, I will bring health and blessing and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. So God says, No one should be ill in Zion, but if it happens, I will heal them. Now we're going to pray. Jesus, when he got to Lazarus, he said, when, before he went to Lazarus, and he said, Lazarus is sick. He says, this sickness will not result into death. But then Lazarus physically died. Alright? And that is the key of our prayer. The first two scriptures I read is to help prepare your mind. Okay? That it's God's will that we should be healthy. But if we are sick, it's God's will that you will enter into his healing. Jesus said to Lazarus, to them, that Lazarus, he said to this, he said, Lazarus was not, it will not end up to death. But then Lazarus died. Why did God allow Lazarus to die? Jesus says that God may be glorified. So we are going to pray. Every odd situation of my life, Lord, turn it into glory. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Every ugly situation in my life, every sickness, every infirmity, whatever their name may be, Begin to command them in the name of Jesus. None who live in Zion will say, I'm ill. The Lord will forgive the sins of those who dwell therein. And He says, Nevertheless, I will bring forth healing. That my people may enjoy peace and prosperity. He said, The sickness of Lazarus will not amount to death, but yet he died because Jesus said he died so that God be glorified. Now begin to decree the name of Jesus. Let my death bring glorification to the name of God. Every area of my life that was dead, Lord, let there have a revival as I enter the new month. Turn my death to glory. Bring life to every dead part of my body. Bring life to every dead part of my life. Jesus, visit my household. <laughs> Revive everything the devil has killed. Revive everything. 
man have killed. Revive everything that discouragement have destroyed. Bring forth life into my deadness. Beginning from illness and sicknesses. We command every family to die. And we command life to dead bodies. Blood be healed in the name of Jesus. Organ be healed in the name of Jesus. Liver pancreas. Receive brand new ones in the name of Jesus. For the Lord says, I will bring healing to each. I will bring healing to each. Receive your healing right now. 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 In your kidney, in your liver, in your pancreas, in your brain. Receive your healing in your genitals. Receive your healing in your rectum. Receive your healing in your intestine. Receive your healing in your stomach walls. Receive your healing. The bones of your body, the marrows of your body, your cartilage, every joint, your muscles, tendons, be healed in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Your womb be restored. Every ovidog be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Every form of lump, beginning from seas to cancerous, we curse you to be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. Every form of fibroid, we decree that you vanish in the name of Jesus. Every discomfort, no shall be ill in Zion, for the Lord will bring healing to each. Troubled in this house. Bring healing of God. Arthritis vanish in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every pain in the kneecap area, you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Continuous migraine or sinuses, pain in the forefront of the head and nose, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Low sperm can be healed. Every erectile problem, you are healed in the name of Jesus. You are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, No shall miscarry in your land, you will have full lifespan. Thank you, Father, because it's done. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. You will go out in joy, you will be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you, and the trees shall clap their hands. Instead of Instead of desert before you, you will have oasis. The mountain before you shall become low ground. In the midst of your sea, there shall be highway. I say, confusion give way for direction over your life. Illumination of mind instead of gloom of mind. Inside instead of confusion. Articulate memory instead of a dull brain. Everything that devil used to frustrate you, I frustrate them in the name of Jesus. Apathy, I command you to disappear. 
I declare that the power of God will stir up your spirit within you. You rise up from apathy and you run with energy in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Your excitement of God and your exuberance is restored in the name of Jesus. You live life that pleases the Lord your God in the name of the Lord of hosts. From this hour, every thought that the devil has built in you, I command it to crumble in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever be the weapon of the devil that is using against you, today, I declare them to be reversed back against the enemy. The devil wanted you to be weak and weary, it shall be his portion. For you, you shall be strong in the power of God and in the power of his might. The devil wants you to misuse your tongue, it shall not be your portion any longer. When you open your mouth, the Holy Spirit will fill you. The devil wants you to, dis- to, to dwell on discussion that pull believers back into hell and perdition. That shall not be your portion. Your desire will no longer be in running others down. Your desire will no longer be in backbiting. Your desire will no longer be in inordinate affection. But you shall be blessed by the counsel of the Most High God. You will no longer sit in the seat of scoffers or stand in the ways of sinners. Your delight shall be in the law of the Lord. In the law of the Lord you shall meditate day and night. Your early love for God is totally restored this hour. Those of you that the devil has turned your eyes to the world, I decree that the same eyes and sight and exuberance is turned to the things of the Spirit. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 12 that in the last day the wicked will keep on going wicked. Because you are not a wicked, you are a son of light and daughter of light. I command and curse every spirit of wickedness to be taken out from you. Your heart should produce righteousness. Every manifestation and thoughts, association that drag you into righteousness, I cut them off. I decree in the name of the Lord that the Holy Spirit will lead your foot to people that will lead you into righteousness. There are some of you who are respecters of men. And you respect so much, men so much, to the detriment of your love for God. From this hour, the fear of God will captivate your heart. In the days that God expects you to speak, you will open your mouth and speak. You will stand for the cause of justice. The defender of truth you shall be. May the Lord strengthen your bones. Anyone among you that have been aging in your bones, I command your bones to be restored back. Those who have problems with their cartilage and the joints of their body, by the virtue of the power in the blood you are made whole tonight. As those who, who were sick yesterday and day before yesterday received their miracle, if you still have the mark of sickness in your body, enter into your miracle. The Bible says, Jesus said, the sickness of Lazarus will not end up in death, and yet he died, so that God may bring death back to life. Every misfortune in your life in this season shall be turned to fortune. Anything the devil has put to death in your life by the power that raises us from the dead, I command it back to life. The testimony of this house is not complete until your testimony is added. In prosperity, you will prosper. In knowledge, you will have insight. In glory, the Lord will glorify you. All the prophecies spoken about you 
I command in the name of Jesus, as you enter into the new month, it shall be a month of fulfillment. You will be fulfilled in every aspiration of your life. You will be fulfilled in every prophecy spoken over you. Above all, as God is saying again and again, can I still trust you? If you are the only one that will be in this meeting tonight with God, and God was here at the time, where were you? Can God depend upon you as one who walked with your heart in the household of faith? Can God say, your heart to serve challenges him? As he said unto David, if the answer is no, today, Father in heaven, I ask that you stretch your hand of mercy upon Christ with tabernacle. And everyone that listens to my voice, may a new zeal from heaven come into our hearts. May a new obedience from heaven come into our hearts. May the veil of the enemy totally taken away. May our life be restored back into the perfect will of God. That our life shall be a testimony to the living God. Father, I bless you. Thank you, O God. When Jeremiah prophesied the captivity of Babylon, he did not partake in it. Lord, the captivity you have spoken about in this pulpit, I decree Christ's tabernacle will not partake in it. Oh Lord, you brought Esther from Israel to Babylon for destiny to be fulfilled. You brought Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to Babylon for destiny to be fulfilled. Daniel for destiny to be fulfilled. Yes, Israel to Egypt for destiny to be fulfilled. Father, I speak for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I say to you who is before me tonight. In this nation, your destiny shall be fulfilled. As the Lord singled out Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, He will single you out together with your household. Oh, yes, Lord. We thank you. What is this fire in America? Not the fire that burns houses. Oh, Lord. Have mercy upon the nation of America from the plague that is about to storm America. How long would mortal men contend with their maker? Father, for the sake of the saints of God in America, who cry unto you day and night, hey, stretch out your hand of mercy over the nation of America from the plague that is about to invade America. Lord, call back the angel, Father. For the sake of the babies that are born in America. For the sake of the blood of the saints that have been, that have died in America preaching the word of, of truth. For the sake of the destiny that you ordained for the nation. Oh, my King. 
Withdraw your judgment to God. For our nation, United Kingdom, speak on our behalf. In the parliament, in the house of lords, Father, speak on our behalf. May the peace of the most holy one rest and abide with all mankind. Even upon you his glory sets and his mercy surrounds. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we had prayed with thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please be seated. Can I hand over to the person who will take the announcements and I will come and close you.